it's happy rainbow fun time back and better than ever we are loud and proud webtoon lovers and we don't care who knows it <laughs> oh you have notes like, i have notes. a notepad so. well i have the notes here <laughs> um but i have the notes here and i took this so that i could take notes today she she gestured to a phone, her head, and a notepad just for people who aren't oh. watching the video. Right. Sorry, I'm just assuming that all y'all are watching us on video now because I got a webcam. I'm just like, why would you go back? Why would That's you fair. Go back? What if you're driving? Um, yes. Okay, so today I'm here to talk about uh Walmart uh fresh and ready meals. If you're a longtime listener, you may remember that I did a segment once. <laughs> talking about frozen food and it was so fun um because I love like critically I like criticizing thing like silly things really like in a real manner <laughs> I just think it's silly and so fun but um I did not want to cook so I went to the grocery store and Walmart was closest so I went there we still spent a lot of money on like essentials but I hadn't bought the essentials in a long time. So I was like, I think cost, like when I break down this cost, it makes sense. But I was like, oh, $235 at Walmart. Ooh, that's just a lot of money to spend at once. That's not food, which sounds, that's my advice. Anyway, so I got these three meals. I got chicken Florentine. So the red and green sauce, uh, Italian, <laughs> style no cheese just disclaimer um but big noodles so white chicken breast slice that looked grilled it had grill marks on it um this was not frozen like i said this was fresh and ready had like uh still needed to microwave for several minutes like i think over the, th the three dishes the time range was like seven to nine minutes it's a long time per or total um, no, each meal, the time that you had to microwave it ranged from seven to nine minutes. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it heated up like a motherfucker, but it made the sauce actually stick to everything, which I was like, okay, someone did like some product testing at Walmart for these meals. The chicken, I'll just go through all three. The chicken and the chicken Florentine. Oh my God. It was so moist. That's probably why it was seven to nine minutes in the microwave. Um, yeah, but like tender, juicy. I was very taken aback. I was very taken aback, but I love a red and green sauce. It was like pesto and tomato or whatever. Uh, mixed it up. It was very hearty for one person. I ate it the same day. So the expiration date didn't matter. Um, I was so glad I ate it. It was definitely big enough for one person. I would say like, this is such an arbitrary measure, but like think about going to your favorite dinner place. Like for me, it was Tex-Mex restaurant. Portions were always huge, right? Think of that portion you could split in half. This portion was like 75% of the meal. It was like just a little extra. Like you didn't need that full half portion where you're too full. I was like, I'm sated. I was like, this is wild. Okay. Um, yeah. Easy instructions everything looked tasty. Like it wasn't ugly. The sauce, when I microwaved it, didn't separate into like a weird watery juice and sauce. Like it was, it held together. I was just so mystified. I think I texted you that same day. It was just yeah, like, yo, <laughs> this is crazy. We gotta talk about this. Um, okay. So the second one was um, pad thai with with chicken which i i like pad thai a lot i was not expecting any sort of like phenomenal pad thai i was just like i need that tangy sweet taste with uh peanut butter crunch sorry yeah <laughs> yes um it was less peanutty than i would have liked um i really like thai food for peanuts but um Yes. Okay. So what I got was <laughs> I got the family size portion. So think, um, let's see. Entire Mexican platter. Two, well, like two whole, two 75s. What's that? 150? 
one and a half portions. Okay. Yes, that is, what I'm trying to think of it like visually, like if I put it on a plate realistically, because I have to talk about this with guests at my job. They're like, how much food is this? And I'm like, it's X number of bites. And they're like, what? And I'm like, do it. I have one guest and I was like, this is 18 bites. And they were like, okay. And they finished their so meal and they're like, like your plate is an eight and a half by 11 dish. How many do you need to be able to hold the volume? The pad thai was one paper, but like Whoa. the edge of your, uh, the thin border on the cover of your uh-huh. journal would be the lip. So it's the like full. There's no and then like, like you're depth, not cutting out any space. Depth, we're thinking what, like an inch in height or like inch and a half? What's my that's like a deep, that's a big That's a big plate. Yeah, big boy. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I was like, I'll taste test it first, see how it is. I have some frozen veggies in my uh, freezer and some meat if I wanted to fuck around and like augment it. Um, that is definitely what I should have done. I got noodles, bean sprouts, which was surprising, but also like perhaps not um just because microwaving bean sprouts for as long as I had to was just not they were crunchy um made me sad we were trying to steam everything and um I love crispy bean sprouts so I'm just like I would rather they not be in there and I put them in myself um and black and white sesame seeds which were so cute but again I'm microwaving I'm steaming them for so long the coloring (laughs) on the black sesame seeds like leached onto the noodles and I was like I think that, yeah, I was like, eh, okay, I could just sprinkle them on top myself. Thanks. Um, but then it's just like, they should have been in like separate packs. packs. Oh, absolutely. But none of it was like that. It was literally the easiest, like, like peel, okay. pop one corner and push in your microwave. <laughs> peel, pop and push. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> shit is gold. Um, this week has been so hard y'all. Like comedy has been it um anyway that was the second meal so I didn't even I'm at a point in my life where if I don't like something I'm not gonna fucking eat it like yeah if I am feeling too lazy to cook I will eat it but like if I don't want it I'm so tired of that like growing up at the table and like having to finish your plate like my parents were split on that issue. So it was a very weird situation to be in. Um, yeah, so I just did not eat the second portion. I ate a lot of the first portion, made all these thoughts about the next time I'd make it and then decided I'd rather just make the whole distress. <laughs> I was like, okay, that is not something that I can like stoop down to that level. But that chicken Florentine was amazing. The third one was- Pause, you didn't finish the pad thai. There was a second no. option and you were like, no, okay. So That's like there are two know. portions, like I said, family size. I ate one portion for myself and then I had a second portion left over because I could not eat all of it and I didn't touch the other portion and I just threw it away. Um, the We'll talk about the prices at, at the end. Um, the third dish was a lemon- butter, garlic, chicken. Same kind of situation as chicken Florentine, chicken breast with grill marks, um, sauce, you know, not congealed yellow, but like congealed yellow. It's a ready to serve in a fridge. Um, And I would say wide flat egg noodles. I think that was both chicken Florentine. Just think like, is linguine thicker than spaghetti? Yeah. Fettuccine is even thicker. Fettuccine it is, is the noodles that I ate because it wasn't quite linguine. So yeah, fettuccine like, noodles. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I didn't look on the packaging. I should look on the packaging next time I do these things about like um, if it contained egg, but it wouldn't really matter if you have chicken on it. You know what I'm saying? But um, people with egg allergies and stuff like that. Um, lemon butter garlic chicken was good pretty good chicken florentine blew it out of the park for me but it was good and i would buy it again um the sauce was very flavorful i was taken aback the chicken i don't know if i just needed to microwave it a little bit more or whatnot if i like 
there was a range it gave me and I chose the wrong number and I was just too hungry or something. Um, I think I could have let it marinate a little bit more of the juices. I also think on that one, I popped more corners of the film on the lemon butter garlic. Pop one corner of the film. That was the chicken Florentine, I think, keeping it pretty tight to like steam and revive everything is key. And this is like with no formal testing. This is like me just remembering what I did. And I'm just like, yeah, that's probably what it was. So yeah, extra pleased. Um, I would, So the solo portions, the chicken Florentine and the lemon butter chicken with garlic, lemon butter garlic chicken, yeah, were I think $6.99 or $7.99, like an entree, but like an affordable entree, like a sandwich, but it wasn't a sandwich. And I love sandwiches, 10 out of 10. And then the family portion was $11.99 and I was pretty upset about paying $11.99 for this super basic meal, like super duper basic shit. That you didn't eat all of. That I didn't eat all of. That's not why I was upset. I was just like, ah, if I had a family, which I don't, thank goodness, but like, if I had a family, I would not like, oof, that's a lot. I'm paying $11.99 and I'm also cutting into my pantry. You know what I mean? Mm. I would rather just make it myself. It'd be cheaper. But overall, an interesting experience. Um, I have never bought H-E-B fresh and ready meals or Sprouts fresh and ready meals because they're expensive. But Walmarts were like at a price threshold that I was like, let's fuck around and find out. I was like, I'm only paying this amount of money. My expectations are like minimal. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have high expectations with the Pad Thai. Like I said, I just like, so much money for such little I dyed my noodles like what the brain sprouts wilted and I dyed my noodles um but yeah it was an experiment I just chalked it up to science in the podcast and the lols I was like it's (laughs) when I think when I see the like ready meals with the grilled chicken even like the frozen ones or the like fresh-ish ones I always imagine that those grill marks are just like stamped on. <laughs> yeah, that's what like, I was implying. So I'm it's glad like a that... post-production, like, uh-huh. okay, we've like boiled the chicken or whatever. And now we're just gonna like draw <laughs> some little lines on it. Um, maybe they stained them with black sesame seeds. So it's yeah, like <laughs> maybe they cooked them yeah. with the they steamed them with the sesame seed on top and that just like yeah made it all. Someone's job is to lay out the sesame seeds in real words on the chicken. It would take less manpower to just grill the chicken, but um, obviously that would just be silly to do that. What a whirlwind. Okay, we're going to come back with comics in the news. Um, Katie found some great comic news, so get excited. Comics in the news. The sassy voice is always like recording in progress. I'm like, how did you get that job? Like, as a voice actress, like, what does that look like? Does your agent just come to you and you're like, we need you to just record recording in progress? Or it's like, how does this work? I have questions. Yeah, um, Siri, the voice for Siri. Could you even imagine what that is well, like? Well, that's a real person. Like, mm-hmm. she, there's videos of people meeting Siri and her just being like, oh, yeah, I'm Siri. They're like, can we ask you things? And you respond to Siri. She's like, yeah, it's like my voice. So let's go. <laughs> I think it's funny. And it's just like hours. Siri's is just like hours of her reading words, like individual <laughs> words mm-hmm. for like days. Um, so actually, when we were like, Katie found this thing, technically, Max sent me this article because he's oh, on Reddit more Max. than I am. Um, so like, shout out to, to Max for finding this for us. But I thought it tied in really nicely to our conversations about AI. Um, I think it was, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before or whatever episode we talked about um, kind of like AI generated art and the ethics of it. Um, how 
you know, the data sourcing should be done, how compensation should be done with artists, like our opinions on it, etc. And this article is really interesting because um, this artist um, largely does like fantasy book covers. Like she's, they have repeatedly done book covers for this one author and as kind of, you know, a typical promotion thing, they added their art to the Reddit subreddit r-art um and was accused by the mod of posting ai generated artwork and claiming it as her own as their own and was banned from the sub and um (laughs) was banned yeah it was banned from the subreddit um the article that we're referencing is on buzzfeed news if you Google like BuzzFeed art subreddit illustrator AI art controversy, you'll find the article itself. I'll link it in um, the podcast description. But um, essentially, this artist, you know, like I said, they they submitted their work, um, and they actually well, you can look at their work on Deviant Art. The um, the pseudonym that they use is Ben Morin. Um, they're the lead artist at Cart Studio, which is based out of Vietnam. They have receipts um, of edits of like things done in Photoshop and Illustrator to prove that it was something that they created. And even the author of the book was like, no, I commissioned this piece. I've worked with them before. Um, this isn't fake. And the moderator's like, no, you're banned. I don't care. And had and people have gone to the sub and have been like, let them back in, whatever. And the moderator's like, no, if your art looks too much like AI, I don't care. Um, you're out. And yeah, so now you can you can find the the art on their Twitter. Um through their studio you can see you can go to their deviant art and see like oh yeah this is their style it's very soft and painted looking um and yeah. i can see how you could think that this is ai generated but ai generated but um there are actually posts of various um iterations of it and apparently she has specific types of files that AI generated art don't supply and different things like that so very interesting of now there's artists who are not in fact (laughs) faking it and then are being reprimanded as though they are so it's just kind of like what's the solution um and I think the fact that they've been able to provide the receipts and the mod is like, nah. I th- it's like, dude, are you just jealous because they're really good? Yeah, that was the frustrating bit for me at the end of the article. The artist wasn't even looking for an apology. They're just like, I just want to post my art in this subreddit like everyone else. And there are people commenting um, and quoted in the article I went through the subreddit a little bit and read some of the comics and people were just like, what are the moderators doing? Like, why are they doubling down? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, the specific part of the receipts that I found fascinating was that making the layers for the drawings, I believe is the bit and, and making iterations of said drawing is the crucial part that AI can't accomplish right which is like without a doubt proving that this individual did this piece uh so I feel like maybe this moderator is perhaps not aware of how AI works AI generated art works um and when was called out for their error did the human thing of getting really fucking defensive and fucking shit up for yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah, so I hate it. The quote, the quote from the message from the mod is, so um, Morin, the, the name of the artist, contacted the moderators to explain that they had not used AI, sending them a link to their portfolio. 
they were blown off. I don't believe you, Ahmad wrote in a message. Um, they went on to say that even if Morin had painted it, it is so obviously an AI prompted design that it doesn't matter. The moderator signed off the message with, sorry, it's the way of the world. They then muted them, preventing them from making their case further. And then some, some quotes from members of the um, <clears throat> community include, um, you know, a number of sub other subreddits covered the controversy and users rallied around Morin. The level of mod abuse is absolutely shocking. One Redditor wrote, it's not just that the artist was wrongfully banned, it's that when they appealed, the mod doubled down, called them a liar, and insulted their art. Um, for a short time, the mods of art made the subreddit private, claiming they were being brigaded or attacked by other subredditors. So maybe don't turn around and attack mods, but definitely rally behind something that you see, see that's a wrongdoing. I, you see that on the internet a lot is like, oh, this person did something wrong and I'm going to harass and attack them. Like go, th I, I, I can see, I can see, um, just based off of how this mod acts, attacking them is not going to solve any issues. Mm -hmm. Um, and even rationally talking to them, isn't going to solve any issues. Like mm -hmm. abandon the subreddit, you can abandon the sub and like, collectively a, a group can be like all right art too <laughs> and like yeah. start your own one or what but i, I, I hear you is there no I, way to like i am not a subreddit person so i'm curious to know if there's not a way to like oust a moderator like are they just permanently in power like a little group of dictators that like i'm not how is their moderator sure. okay i don't really know how that works so max was a mod for a um subreddit that he ran for a podcast that he really liked and so he started the subreddit years ago and there was a <laughs> small following of it and people would post things and it was kind of like I think he was able to find like old recordings of the podcast through it and different things like that and he was contacted by one of the producers of the show and was like hey I'm trying to start like an official subreddit could we merge or could I take over as mod or whatever? And so he, Max relinquished his subreddit to the producer of the show because he was like, yeah, bro, like it would be great if you guys ran this. I'm just running it because it didn't exist before. Um, so wow, you can't hand it off. I just don't no. know if you can like oust. I don't know if it, you can like take out a hostile dictatorship like yeah like a board of directors situation like if you need to get one of them out of there like what how do they what does mod on mod moderation look like you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i'm personally not privy to that i think one of the cool things about reddit is it's kind of been like run by users for users so i think historically yeah. there hasn't been a lot of site specific control unless there was like some sort of like discrimination of some kind like from not just like I don't like that your art looks like AI but like racial discrimination sexual discrimination I'm like I think there's been some things from that standpoint but um I think the idea is like putting the power in the people and allowing the mods to moderate how they see fit um but obviously this mod <laughs> this mod is um a little stuck up um yeah they're just like that's the way of the world i'm like that's the way of your world my guy who the fuck are yeah. you i'm just like what that's yeah. crazy you have become op because you have r backslash art you know yeah you it's a lot of it's it. a lot of power and it it also can be very stressful. I, I, get, I get it in the sense of like, you're trying to make sure that everything is done like fairly and ensure that it's not just getting like bogged down by advertisements or like fake shit, but like, there's gotta be like an appeals process that's done fairly versus like, I think you faked it, delete. And like just ending the conversation before there's a chance to like move further. Um, and just based off of the way that Morin has spoken, 
it doesn't seem like they're fighting in the sense like they didn't it doesn't sound like they came in like with flying punches to the mod that's not the vibe that i get it's just more of a like hey i don't even want to necessarily like post this one again but it would be nice to just like be able to be on it and post other works that like could be approved again but they're just so totally banned and it is that does block them from you know potential income because it is kind of like this free advertising thing that everyone else has access to people post their art all the time and can get commissions through that um so it's just kind of a bummer um so as so we continue on through these ai conversations um just another note like yeah there are a lot of liars in the world but if they have the person has receipts um like i said i just think it's highlighting how this moderator is clearly the like issue here it is uh just this individual like i think it's just this person so shout out to chris stokel walker who wrote the buzzfeed article um under buzzfeed news that we just like dis uh dissected one point i wanted to circle back on though was that the individual who commissioned the piece from the get-go is an author of a fairly popular book series from what i'm gathering from the article and in the subreddit um so the fact that this person with such clout with an overlap that i think would be a non-zero amount in the art backslash art subreddit you know between this fantasy or long series, long form series book writer and the art yes. subreddit. Like they commission individual art pieces for the cover. Like they're gonna be on this shit. And they came out to support um, Morin and nothing happened. So I'm just like, that's when I started thinking about mod on mod moderation. I was like, yeah. y'all didn't see this come out. Like there's no way this didn't get trickle into anyone from the moderation group. Like y'all are on the internet, come on now. Yeah, the, the fantasy fiction author is named Silky Myth, and they have, I think it looks like there's 11 books in the series, so this this cover would be for the 11th book, um, and the books are called Beneath the Dragon Eye Moons, and all of the art looks pretty similar. I think um, it was mentioned that Myth has worked with Moron before, mm-hmm. so um, you even have just the history of these book covers of like, these book covers were kind of made before this like AI art kind of stuff kind of got out of hand. So you can even just like go back through the portfolio and see, oh yeah, this this is just another like iteration of their art style. And their art style is hard. <laughs> like the fact that they got paid $500 for like a hundred hours of work. I'm like- Is it steal? Charge- charge more like your art is yeah. incredible the author incredible. was literally like this is a steal yeah <laughs> i'm literally yeah. getting a steal. and i don't know i i'm like curious about like how that convert the conversion rate from like 500 us dollars to what, it, what that currency. equals in vietnam so like maybe that's like big bucks in vietnam but i'm like let's see we'll do the conversion right now vietnamese dong okay like, oh yeah i think that's what it is bestie let me mm. yeah it's like 100 it's like 11.7 million vietnamese dong a dollar oh no uh 500 500 vietnamese united states dollars the damn the damn damn mm-hmm. One Vietnamese dong equals 0.000043 United States dollars. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, holy shit. Um, Yeah, so that's the, I guess that's like the other thing is like, it's a steal because the living expenses are very different. I was like $500 for this masterpiece. Like that's fucking nothing. But, um, you know, when you take into consideration that it's going to be like significant for the artist. Like, okay. Um, yeah. So I guess like the moral of the story is like, Hey mods, like listen to your users and uh, don't be a dick. Um, yeah, maybe and- just like do some self-reflection this year. It sounds like you're going yeah. through a lot. Maybe you need to talk through some shit. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Out of and, the as- and as far as, um, 
the artist goes again the studio that they work out of is called cart studios cart studio you can find them on twitter and then um, the pseudonym that they use is uh, Ben Morin, and you can find their stuff on DeviantArt. Um, and that is a wrap on comics in the news. Uh, a recap. Uh, up next. Branch. Up next. Yeah. Leave it to you. Up next. <laughs> like branching phrase, searching brain for this branch. I was trying to say like another episode in the ai series but ah. um that didn't really happen because words are hard we're doing um, this live y'all we don't God. script any of this shit so you're getting it unfiltered and raw from katie elizabeth <laughs> unfiltered and raw up next an unfiltered and raw webcomic corner <laughs> corner webcomic corner the part where we talk about comics and we're back for webcomic corner it gets two jingles um so as promised last week um last episode like i said new year new pod we will be following through with the things you said we do um which includes talking that was so emo wait (laughs) your little emo shine through right there Just feel um, angry about how much work she's put in so far. We are following through. Katie's the best record keeper. <laughs> One of my um, favorite like social media formats right now is like angry people yelling and then musicians using it as like an early 2000s emo intro. And it'll just be like a mom being like, yes, and I can't. And just like, and then you just get the like really low, just like guitar riff, and then the drums come in with just like the snare and the hi hat, just like. <laughs> Katie just wrote a song in this episode. <laughs> We're finally through. <laughs> Katie and I will, when I move out to California, Katie and I will probably do musical improv together. So just wait five years or so. It's kind of what we do in college at our job. Improvise musical, baby. In the training room? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, people thought we were weird for sure. You know what? That's okay. They were all coked out anyway. Is that what was going on? Oh, it explains a lot. Well, okay. some of them were. Okay. So comics on that note. Mm-hmm. Um, so we said we would talk to y'all about some canvas comics today. So we're going to um for a refresh or anyone new here anyone who's new, um we mostly talk about Webtoon because that's a very convenient app. Um, they have two different versions of comics. They have what are called originals, which are kind of like web Webtoon sponsored um, comics that you know authors get paid for. They have an editor, etc. And then there's a second love. There's a different part of it called Canvas, which is essentially where independent artists can post their comics on the platform but they don't necessarily get support from webtoon in any other way they don't um typically get paid they don't um they're not they don't have as much marketing they don't have an editor from webtoon etc um it's really more of like a hosting platform it's a hosting platform you have the ability like you have you're on the platform right so if you market yourself outside you have a place to send your people that's like um, I mean, you could send to a personal website, but I just, there's no way that it, I think it's free, right? To host on Canvas. You've posted some stuff, right? I have not posted anything personally. It's been like on oh. the list of things to do. I just like haven't gotten around to it. You um, yeah. So my understanding is that it is free. Um, they used to have a program. I say used to it, like just ended. They had what was called the creator rewards program, which started in 2018. It was originally going to be temporary. And the idea was as 
Webtoon started getting more ad revenue. It was like an ad revenue share with Canvas creators, which was kind of like an added nicety that wasn't in any contract, wasn't guaranteed, wasn't guaranteed for any like long period of time. And it lasted for four years, December of 2022, they announced to Canvas artists that the program would be ending. They would get their last royalty check in January of this year, 2023, um, and they would not receive any more checks afterward. Um, hmm. I don't That's love it. That's gonna be upsetting. We don't love it. It's yeah. sneaky and gross and oily and weird. It's sneaky and gross and oily and weird. Come on, give them a heads up. Give them a heads it's up, people. Four, sorry, four years is enough for people to form a lifestyle around this. If you've made an audience over four years and you're relying on that as income, it's fucking shitty. You are a shitty person to not say something. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, more than a month notice would have been very nice. My other thought too is I think- the minimum. The minimum. And I think um, we've talked about like AI things in the past of like how artists should be compensated for their work. If canvas artists aren't going to be compensated for ad revenue that is showing up on their comics there shouldn't be ads at the end of their comics or on their pages like that should be how that works but maybe that's and then the other part of me is like well that's the fee for having a free using a free program you're using a free program they get to put ads on it i don't know it's not written in the contract contract. yeah yeah i don't i don't know those contracts because like on websites I'm cool to get my hands on a contract. We rip it to threads. Both my parents are fucking lawyers. Yeah. Does anyone have a contract that they can send? It? I guess I could just go through the terms and conditions. I'll make an account. I'll go through the terms and conditions. And it's posting <laughs> snail. Uh, yeah. So, but um, I think of like when I've, when I've created websites and I haven't wanted to pay fees, a lot of the time websites will say like, you can have this website for free, but we're going to put the GoDaddy logo at the bottom of everything. Oh, you can use this video editing service for free, but it's going to be watermarked. Like that is a standard practice across a lot of platforms, but it is like a major bummer that for four years, you know, artists were receiving revenue and now the terms are changing. And most terms and services will have like a Asterisks at the bottom is like, things can change at any time without notice. And it's like, that's what law, like the legal department puts into contracts to like cover their asses. Um, and it's just kind of a bummer that it's now, you know, reeling its head for these artists. So we, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to shout out a couple artists from the Canvas section and then give you some ways about how, if you get into a Canvas um, comic, things that you can do off platform to support them. Ooh. yeah so off platform what you can do to support them um very it's like the same as the, any podcast we talked about it before is like you can find their patreon most of them have them you can buy merch if you don't if you don't have like the ability ability to like monetarily support them find their social media interact with their social media follow them um a lot of artists are able to get like brand deals through the amount of engagement they have on social media so um those are kind of like the big ones to help out canvas artists if um, you want them to support them in any way outside of just reading the comic. Um, Having this be our webcomic corner intro makes my pick for weekly picks even more interesting because Homie like has always been offering this for free online before he got onto Webtoons. I just like there's so many creators who've made so much beautiful impactful content and fucking stupid shit on the internet that have done it for free to entertain us for so long like i don't know katie and i always wanted to do sat tangent katie and i always wanted to do some sort of content together we thought it'd be a youtube channel now it's a podcast about web comics but web comics is what brought us together so like i don't know i'm just thankful for all of these comics. I thought about taking away my donations this year and just like donating to my comics that I like so much and like becoming a patron um, to support like real ass people that I want to like continue to do what they're trying to do. Mm. Yeah. 
if I'm putting where my, my money where my mouth is, <laughs> yeah. I'll do it often. I'm more of a time person. I'll like binge your whole series, you know what I mean? So that you can like, I'll like every single comic, but money talks. Money does, it does. Um, so on that note, um, the weekly picks. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, I actually found off of Instagram, um, <laughs> which is really funny. I actually, most of Targeted my- ad or an account that was suggested? It was an account that was suggested. Like oh. it was one of those like, you're just like scrolling through the existence and I oh, you're scrolling you're through the void and I found him. Um sponsored so, post for you. No, I mean like algorithm post. It was wow. like, yeah, you're on the like search page and they just have like just like oh, wow. okay. infinite shit. Um so as I was going through the infinite shit, um I found this comic. It's called Pixie and Brutus. Um, it is by an artist, Pet Foolery. It is a comedy. Um, the series uh, focuses on the unlikely friendship between Pixie, a tiny, innocent, joyful kitten, and Brutus, a huge, scar-faced, retired military dog. Um, and I've followed, I followed this comic for like over maybe two years now. Um, exclusively on Instagram and then when I saw that they had started a webtoon account I followed them because that's like good for them to have like followers on webtoon and things like that so I did I did start following them on webtoon Um, and yeah it kind of chronicles this story this like little friendship of the pair and um, you know Pixie will be doing something silly and like try to be all fierce and like try to scare one of the other neighborhood pets and the other pet will be like I am not phased by this small kitten and then Brutus will walk up behind her and be like yo bitch like with his eyes and the other pets will like act scared or whatever or just different things if anyone's ever picking on Pixie like they gotta check that Brutus isn't around because he'll wreck them um you get a little I want to say you do get a little bit of backstory on Brutus. I will say I haven't stayed like wildly up to date most recently, um, but there is some comics about like his experience as a military dog. Um, he like not a fan of fireworks like at all. Um, and that is essentially like the dog has PTSD from <laughs> being in a war zone um which i think is a really interesting like crossover of like yeah. human yes feelings and dogs and almost like people are kind of assholes and like sometimes care for animals more than they care for other humans exactly. so it's kind of like if you put it into animal form it's like if the animal is feeling this like what absolutely is the human feeling um, and it's animated so like their fucking defenses are down they're not thinking they're absorbing this shit what a platform what a little what's what character yeah. that sounds cool okay yeah really i was ready to write this shit off no it's cute it's cute it's like really cutesy it's kind of it's kind of like a slice of life comedy with a dog and a cat um pet foolery does have a tiered patreon so you can like go and get exclusive con comics like they actually there are stuff that i think you can get early through patreon or you can exclusively get through patreon so um they have that pretty pretty extensively built out um and they have some other comics that they'll post i think there's some some dinosaur stuff that's really funny um but the biggest one is is pixie and brutus for sure um yeah, and that's my that's my canvas pick. Um, kind of an odd one, but it's a fun one. It's real cute. Um, the posting schedule is fairly irregular. Um, I think they do a lot of commissioned work, so they kind of have to work. The Pixie and Brutus is kind of like worked around commission schedules, but a couple posts a month um, of Pixie and Brutus. So up next, I have a comic with a long history on the internet, a little bit longer than Katie's on Instagram. This comic um, I discovered first when I was in high school in 2013. Like it had just started being posted in 2012. 
Um, I was on my laptop. Web comics were something I looked at a lot during class when I like had downtime. Um, my friends and I would swap them. Questionable content was the original. This one came second. Uh, I, title... I read uh, questionable content. I was wondering if this was the same artist. Uh -huh. It is not the same artist. Um, it is just a like influential comic of mine that I oh, dropped okay. in high school and then have picked up recently and happens to be on webtoons. That's the whole trajectory of this like piece of Elizabeth lore. Um, so the title of this very much hyped up comic is called Vatu, uh, V-A-T-T-U by Brian Dom. It is a canvas comic uh, where I'm accessing it now, but this comic was originally posted on riceboy.com since 2010. So I guess I found it three years in. Um, the comic has always been free as I alluded to earlier in Katie and I's conversation, um, but his Patreon does exist. This comic is a fantasy drama, which is something that I've been looking for recently. I'm so happy uh, it happens to be this one and as a canvas. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons lately, so I've been really wanting to like scratch my fantasy itch. Um, and this comic has a lot of world building. Uh, all the characters are not human, which is really nice, but they have different uh, like races and classes of these individuals, um, these beings with magical powers. There's a magical element. Um, I am still early on in my reading, so I'm still learning all the rules of the magic, but there's like some crazy dark shit going on. Um, anywho, Webtoons says that Batu is a fantasy epic following Batu, a member of a nomadic culture and her involvement with a conquering empire set in a world full of strange creatures and serialized since 2010 also at riceboy.com um updates monday wednesdays and fridays there's so much to have um because this comic started in 2010 so if you're looking for something that updates fairly regularly this comic is for you oh no no we interrupt this program for Elizabeth to have a sneezing attack that could last up to five minutes. It's so dramatic. I woke up this morning, so everything was terrible. And so I've been upright for several hours and everything was better. So, oh, anyway, pardon my allergies, my allergias, um, which you can hear about in our exclusive Patreon content. Look at that. Um, if you subscribe, you can hear us talk shit before we start recording. Anyways, back to that too. Um, like I said, this comic has a lot of interesting magic, world building. Um, that too, the main character is a, a part of a group of, of individuals called fluters uh, because they have a skill to play a flute. They're nomadic culture, so they're always moving around. Um, an empire a different race is coming to conquer all the lands. So these nomads are being pushed out. Batu <clears throat> goes on an epic adventure. It is an epic. I think I, what I've been looking for is a really long, long story that I can follow and like learn all these characters and see if they ever like meet and merge. Um, and there's a couple storylines going right now of different characters we're gonna meet. So that's exciting. But the illustration is When you first view it, I would say it looks very simple, but when you look into it, quite detailed. Like it is easy on the eyes. You don't have to drink in a lot of details, if that makes sense. Um, like some of the like Korean um, romances that you and I read, the outfits are just so detailed. Like the lace, you can like zoom into the pixel to see every single thing. I think these images from Batu are more um, soft, but still, like I said, detailed. There's a lot of um, beautiful landscapes. Like there's a whole geography that this artist has created. Um, Evan Dom in 2006 is, um, that's when he started making comics at the beginning, like not the beginning of the internet, but like, damn, such a long time ago, has always been free. Um, 
Dom makes other fantasy adventure graphic novels, has been mostly self-published online at riceboy.com, of which you can find all the works, including Batu. Um, Dom says that his work tends in the directions of invented worlds, lost histories, and character-focused drama. If there's anything else that I've parroted more on the show, it's that I love character growth and development. Um, so refining this comic has been really um awesome for me so i can only speak good things about this comic even though i haven't finished it i'm excited to see what happens and um dom has been was nominated for the hidden gem category on canvas awards of which i voted in specifically um which is so cool because it is a hidden gem even though it's been on the internet for so long having it come to such a big platform as webtoon to me i'm sure as katie's instagram comic as well it's just so satisfying as a fan and like we've talked about this on much earlier seasons about fandoms and how they can be crazy but katie and i are pretty great fans <laughs> like katie is a long hauler and i'm a super passionate proselytizer but katie who's like starts from the beginning um uh. if you want to check out Dahmer's patreon you can find him on evan uh, Patreon. Did you just say Dahmer? Are they just sorry, Dom? Evan Dom. How dare you? Don't Jesus how dare me. Pop culture is in our whole lives. Uh, My, I have no how before many? I how many times has this poor person been called Dom? <clears throat> Listen, uh, Mr. Dom, I just need on you to our know. podcast. After you've been a fan for over a decade, my God. Here's the thing: I forgot about him after high school. We talked about this. This is a re a refinding. Mr. Dom, I'm not certain why Katie just came for me in this podcast, but what I was going to get at was that your Patreon was open and available for business, of which I plan to contribute to. Um, but anyone else who needs to find it, because it's bookmarked on my computer, is patreon.com, Evan Dom, D-A-H-M, no E-R. Is there an N at the end? There's a D-A-H-M. I'm looking at the Patreon, you're looking at the notes, so okay. it's Got all it. good. I threw that into tricker. No, I misspelled it, but I said it right at the page. She misspelled it four times. Like, oh, she's really confident with the spelling. D A H. It's okay. I still surprise Katie every once in a while. She doesn't know me all the way. She likes, thinks she does, but we're learning and growing. We love character development. I'm going to another fight with you on this podcast but it's spelled that way four times so absolutely you threw out a different one she says she has a reason to be upset i said you know what happened we can screen share and you can see that patreon's up on my screen right now so that's all that matters is i spelled it right for the guesties our besties and it's for a new comic so it's even more exclusive because it's not out there yet yeah. Um, one thing to note, she mentioned the Canvas Awards um, once a year. Uh, will There's like a voting that opens where you can vote <clears throat> for Canvas Awards that Webtoon does. And a lot of sometimes those comics get turned into originals. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it takes three years for them to get turned into originals. Um, yeah. Because of the like restructure process. But that that's what the Canvas Awards are. It still helps, gets people a lot of foot traffic mm-hmm. or like web traffic. Yeah, there's a there's a handful. When I was looking through the nominations this year, I was like, oh, like I haven't read that, but that looks interesting. So um, it is kind of nice. Like at least once a year, there's kind of a like big canvas, like, hey. Yeah, it seems like content That's refresh nice. or like a book. Uh, what am I thinking of? scholastic book fair a book fair it's like a comic fair they're just like hey look at all these new things we got and it's like okay well i'll pick and choose i blind followed well not blind followed now i used to blind follow just based on the avatar and that got me into a lot of trouble so (laughs) i go in and i'll read the uh the description now but i followed a lot of shit recently from the most recent um pop-up that webtoons does you know, they'll be like, hey, check out these romance ones in February. And they're like, check out these like family ones down around the holiday times. And you're just like, okay. Sometimes I'll go in. Sometimes I need to find new things. We lost a lot of comics last year. It's time to refresh. Yeah, I need to go through and unfollow. Thin. 
I have a handful that are also on like pause between yeah. seasons. And I'm like, look here. I've been reading um fucking odd girl out every Tuesday for like three years. Yeah. And the fact that it's on pause right now, I'm like. I just, I know it's killing Katie. <laughs> I just hope that the creator brings us a bomb ass ending. Cause it's been I think so that's what they're going to do. I think they're getting ready to bring us a bomb ass ending and like, I'm stoked for it, but I'm just like. But also rip cause it's going to end. Yeah. Katie I'm literally has been such a fan. <laughs> Katie got me into it. I'm not ready for it to end, but it's fine. I might just reread it. Maybe that's what I'll do while it's on hiatus. So I'll just reread it cute we could do an odd girl out deep dive now that we both read it we could put that on the calendar that could be fun me trying to help katie yeah yeah we can do that we can add it to the calendar con the content calendar feel better katie it's gonna be a long one you're a long haul i am a long hauler uh it's gotten me into trouble in the past but here we are (laughs) speaking of long hauls we're gonna pivot real hard um Ooh. we've got like 15 minutes left long haul thing that i'm doing my wow. bike trip up the coast my pto was officially approved um i'm gonna for like a nice chunk of april i'm just gonna bike up the coast of california um stopping along the way i like beaches local haunts um and yeah that's about it. I uh, was originally going to stop in um, end the trip in Livermore, which is in kind of like a nor- NorCal um, with Julia. And we're going to like wine country it. But the weekend I'm going to hit there, she has a birthday thing with a college friend. So I might, I don't know if I'm going to move my trip or if I'm just going to be like, okay, I just won't go to Livermore this time. And like maybe go like border to border and just do like the entire california coast i don't know um so it's kind of changed what my options are i can move it and plan the same trip or i can leave it as is and just like do even more of whatever the fuck i want so um wow that's my next long haul there will not be much webtoon reading or podcast making during that trip but we'll um, take a break yeah scheduled break will be in april when katie is just like mia for three weeks Mm mm-hmm we love this for her though because when she comes back hopefully she'll come visit in austin yeah that's the plan um that is the plan i almost like bought tickets the other day because southwest was having a sale and then i was like slow down like it's not in the budget this month and we need to talk to elizabeth we don't want to rush this so um yeah hoping for like an early may visit to uh austin that'll be good i'm still trying to get into that ux ui design course jesus christ um also trying to get a new phone 2023 new year time to cross some shit off my to-do list that's my mantra it's not new me i like who i am i have some shit i don't want to be doing but like i don't know to me habits and who you are are different like yeah we get into a whole topic that's what we'll talk about when we open up our next podcast we'll make it all real weird and heady but yeah. all that to say 2023 new things i wrote it was off to a bumpy start it was i got sick and like slept through kitty and i podcasting but is that here. what happened you slept yeah. through it no i just like when i said my allergies hit me hard my allergies hit me hard yeah and i had to work Ooh, those male trees god damn well the sperm sorry y'all i'm nomming on almonds today nomins we're gonna call it on almonds um thank you guys so much for tuning in to uh the podcast and our video um at one point i will eventually record this outro so that i don't have to do it every single time but i haven't done it yet so we're just gonna do it again you can't i haven't done it yet i got a life um i already do so much for this podcast Um, no do you want me to do it now so you can go no follow us on social media at (laughs) hrf time and if you're inclined you can find us on patreon at 
www.patreon.com slash HRF time. Zazzle store, we got one. It's zazzle.com slash HRF time. And we have mugs, shirts, and sweatshirts designed all by Katie. She does so much. Shout out to our patrons, Richard Wiggles and Will Nova. You can find us on Patreon as well. Like we said earlier, HRF time. Katie has made our brand so significant and cohesive. Shout out. Now she has to go do her big girl job. So we're out. Bye. Bye.